welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind, a show dedicated to the love of animation and feeling like a kid again. So let's go back in time to when cats defended Third Earth. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the terror that flaps in the night. And knowing was half the battle. Yo, yo! Let's go back with Saturday Morning Rewind and your host, Tim Nidell. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind, the show that takes you back to your childhood one interview at a time. And this episode is going to be slightly different from our past interview episodes. Instead of a voice actor or someone who worked on a cartoon series, we are talking to Brian Volkweiss, the man behind The Toys That Made Us, which is an upcoming documentary series on Netflix. The first four episodes of the show are hitting Netflix on December 22nd, and the second run of episodes are going to be hitting Netflix sometime 2018. And if you've never heard of the documentary, let me tell you, I cannot tell you how excited I am for this series. It focuses all on old toys that we all grew up with, hence the name Toys That Made Us. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but besides cartoons and video games, toys were a huge part of my childhood. I loved and adored my G.I. Joes, my He-Man, my Micro Machines, my Thundercat toys. So many amazing toys I had as a kid, and I have so many amazing memories playing with them. So this documentary is going to be focusing on that and interviewing some people associated with those toys, including people like Dolph Lundgren, who played He-Man in Masters of the Universe, and uh, a lot of amazing, amazing stories. And uh, I really think you guys are going to enjoy this episode. This is the Micro Machine Man, presenting the most midget miniature motorcade of Micro Machines. Dragon Blaster Skeletor, new from the Masters of the Universe collection. Other action figures, each sold separately. From Mattel. Here it is, the USS Flag aircraft carrier. Imagine being on the deck of this aircraft carrier. The USS Flag is fantastic! It's so big! But of course, make sure to follow us online, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of the links are on the website. Make sure to check out our Patreon campaign if you want to help us out financially. And also, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Especially if you love old toys. Because we do a toy show on uh, YouTube where we unbox and review old retro toys from the 80s and 90s. So definitely check that out. Right now we have two episodes under our belt. Where we talked about the uh, Muppet Babies Happy Meal Toys from the early 80s from McDonald's. And the second episode we did was the uh, Super Friends episode. But we have a lot more amazing episodes coming up, including a uh, Gremlins episode, a He-Man episode, Thundercats, Capital Critters, Batman Animated Series, DuckTales, GoBots, Real Ghostbusters. So many amazing episodes. Let me just tell you, I cannot wait to get those out. And more episodes will be coming early 2018. And again, you can find the uh, YouTube link on our website, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. I'll say it again, I cannot wait for this series to hit Netflix on the 22nd. So uh, here is my interview with Brian Volkweiss. Hey, Tim. How you doing, man? Good, man. How you doing? Good. Nice to meet you over the phone. Yeah, same here. I, I really cannot tell you how excited I am for the toys that made us. Seriously. Uh, I cannot tell you how excited I am that uh, you're aware of the show and are excited about it. Uh, <laughs> And if that sounded cheesy, it's entirely accurate. 
<laughs> I think I've been following you guys since maybe last February. I think it's when I first heard of it, and I'm even more excited than I was back then, so I can't wait for it to come out. Is it the 22nd? That's when it's coming out? That's right. Less than a month. Wow. Less than a month. It's, uh, I feel like we've been working on it for years, uh, but, I mean, we, we have been working on it for over a year, so um, I, I hope everybody likes it so yeah. much. And when you guys first announced it, wasn't it going to be smaller? Wasn't it going to be like a, a one large documentary instead of multiple episodes? No, it, it was always eight episodes. Okay. Um, the, the thing that changed was we broke it into two four-section parts. Okay. So a season 1A and a season 1B, uh, that changed. But no, it, it's always been eight, always. And when are we going to be able to see season 1B? Um, the only thing I can officially say is 2018. Okay. Um, <laughs> if I had a gun to my head, it's probably earlier 18 than later 18, but um, I don't want to get in trouble with anybody. So all I can say <laughs> is 2018. Perfect. Tell me more about it. What can you tell me about this amazing thing coming up? So I am a, 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 a tremendous... Um, you know, I used to just say I love toys, but now people say they're collectors, so I guess I'm a collector. Uh-huh. Um, so I have a huge toy collection that, I mean, parts of my collection go back to when I was, uh, you know, three years old. So, I mean, I basically, you could say I, my collection is, you know, almost 40 years old, like 38, 39 years old. So I'm a huge toy collector, and I'm also a huge history buff. Mm. And I have read a lot of books, and, you know, uh, over the years, I knew a lot about the history of Star Wars, and I knew a lot about the history of G.I. Joe, but I knew very little about the history of He-Man. I knew nothing about Barbie. I knew nothing about Transformers. Uh, I knew close to nothing about Lego. So... What I basically wanted to do was make a show that, in a very fun and entertaining way, um, really got into the uh, the the. And I feel like history can be viewed as a as a dirty word, but um, just really got into the story of, you know. Why did the TIE Fighters have the size that they had? Why weren't they bigger? Why weren't they smaller? You know, why did Lucasfilm do a deal with Kenner and not a deal with Hasbro? Um, And, you know, what was the story behind that? You know, why did Marvel Comics come up with all the, you know, the creative characters and not Hasbro for G.I. Joe? I, it was just even the sto- even the toys I knew a lot about. I there were missing pieces that I didn't. There was no like connective tissue between the stories. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to tell the whole story in a way that when the episode was over, people understood from the point of view of the day before there was the idea up until you know within the last three months uh, before the show aired, what was going on with the history of the toy. Nice. What are some of the uh, standout toys that really stand out for you as a, as a fan of toys that you've seen during the making of this documentary? You know, we did a really nice 
deep dive into the Millennium Falcon. Uh, we did a deep dive into the Enterprise from Star Trek. Um, we uh, we really went deep into Castle Grayskull. Yes. You know, for me, He-Man was kind of the, uh, the the blind test um, or the, uh, the placebo or whatever you want to call it. Um, for me, I, I didn't play with He-Man as a kid. I really knew next to nothing wow. about He-Man. You know, Star Wars, I'm a, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but I, you know, I got like a PhD in Star Wars. <laughs> uh, but like, I didn't even have like uh, uh, a high school degree in G.I. Joe. Or, sorry, in E-Man. So, um, you know, it, it, you know, we did, like, back to your question, apologies. Um, you know, we did a deep dive into Castle Grayskull. We also did a deep dive into Skeletor. Um, in the in the G.I. Joe episode, we got a little bit into, like, the whale and the Cobra Hydrofoil. Not as much. I, I mean, one of the things that I had to be very cognizant of, and this is where Netflix was a, a, just the greatest partner ever. You know, if I had been left to my own devices, I mean, some of these episodes would have been four hours long. Yeah. Which would have been good for... One percent of the human <laughs> population, uh, and and bad uh, for ninety nine percent. So you know, in, in GI Joe, you know, if I was left to my own devices, you know, we might have spent five minutes talking about the whale. But <laughs> that that is not that would not be productive um, for ninety nine percent of people who watch the show. So it's probably like a minute and a half. Yeah, the, you know, we maybe a minute. Yeah, I, I would be that 1%, so I'm fine with that, but I understand why you didn't do that. Yeah, I'm the 1% too, but, you know, I want to make more episodes, and I want this show to be a huge hit, and if we only made the show for you and me, the show would not be a hit. <laughs> and True. I want to make more. True. For the uh, G.I. Joe coverage, did you guys check out the uh, USS Flag aircraft carrier? Yes. We, uh-huh. we do we do do a nice big old dive into uh, it's one of my favorite quotes uh, from all eight episodes is we were talking to a uh, designer at Hasbro who did not work on the flag he was just talking about it and he goes do you have any idea how much money GI Joe had to be bringing in that not only would somebody suggest, hey, let's do it in a, <laughs> let's do a seven and a half foot long toy, but they did it. Yeah. It's like, they, they must have been rolling in the dough. Seriously. And they were. Um, but no, we, we did, we did a, we did a deep dive into the flag and we did like a whole photo shoot uh, of the flag as well. Oh. Yeah. Looking back at my childhood, I think my favorite toys as a kid was probably first the G.I. Joe franchise. And then later on in my, my pre-teens would have been the Micro Machines. So those two right there are, are closest to my heart. I love Micro Machines. I loved I, love, I, I I bet you I had every single Micro Machine from the first two or three wow. uh, releases. Wow. Uh, I loved them. I was, yeah. Even before they started doing the Star Wars one. Yep. Um, I just loved them. I don't know why. I'm not, I'm yeah. not really a car guy. Yeah, me either. Me either. I always <laughs> loved the Micro Machines. Now, who are some of the uh, people that you're going to be interviewing? Who are the standout people that you've interviewed so far? You know, we talked to a lot of people. Over 300 interviews, literally all over the world. Um, 
You know, one of my favorite people that we interviewed, and, and you know, we interviewed a fair amount of people that had never done an interview before. Wow. Um, but one of the people we interviewed was Mark Peppers. Do you know who that is? Uh, no, I don't. Some people say it's Peppers. Some people say it's Peavers, but I think his name is Mark Peppers. Uh, Mark was the guy that George Lucas looked to and said, I want to make toys. Get me a deal. Wow. And he's the guy that had the door slammed in his face at Hasbro, Mattel, Parker Brothers, Galoob, everywhere. Oh, wow. He's the guy that Migo that got Kenner to do it. So he he was he I mean his stories were amazing. He's really funny. And you know, he's one of these guys and this is true for a lot of the people we interviewed, but He's one of these guys who's, you know, he's been around for a while. Um, so he really didn't have anything to lose by being pretty blunt with us. And uh, he, he was just, uh, he was really direct and honest and, you know, really funny. Really, really funny, you know. He uh, he pushed really hard to get Mego to do Star Wars. And, um, you know, Marty at uh, Mego swears. You know, he, he swears that he wasn't in the office or the message didn't get to him or something. And, you know, Mark Peppers was like, you know, let me tell you something. We were there. We saw Marty. He slammed the door in our face. Like, I mean, it was just really interesting and, and really funny. So he was somebody that I'd never even heard of until we went off to make the show. And that was one of the cool things about making the show was, I mean, it was like uh an investigation. It was like an, inv an adventure. You know, we would find a new person that had never been interviewed, and then he or she would say to us, oh, but have you talked to this person? Mm -hmm. yep. And we're like, who the hell is that? <laughs> and then they're like, oh, well, blah, blah. So we, you know, we really were on an adventure ourselves just meeting all these people. You know, another really wild ride we had was when we were in Tokyo, um, we went to Tokyo for Transformers and Hello Kitty. Wow. And, uh, you know, Transformers, you know, we met these guys that in basically inv designed and invented Optimus Prime. And wow. nobody had ever interviewed them before. Seriously. And, you know, I cannot tell you how many times we would be shooting things and I would have goosebumps or even sometimes, like, tear up. Yeah. A great yeah. example is... Um, you know, a very lucky break that we had was when we were in Tokyo, you know, we had two days to shoot all the former Takara uh, designers and engineers. And one of the designers that we didn't even know about until we were in Japan, um, he was supposed to shoot on our second day. But we were very, very lucky that he showed up on the first day just to watch, just to see what was going on. Mm -hmm. And he saw how much we just worshipped everything that we saw and were hearing, and he couldn't believe it. I mean, this was something he worked on 40 years ago, or almost 45 years ago, because the Takara line came out long before Transformers. So he couldn't believe how interested we were. So the next day, he comes in, and he's got this giant photo album under his arm, and uh, I'm like, uh, hey, what's that? 
and he doesn't speak a word of English, so he opens it and starts showing it to me. And, dude, he had Polaroids of the actual wooden models that would become Optimus Prime wow. and would become Megatron and would become... Because no one knows what happened to the originals. Everybody thinks they were thrown out and destroyed. Mm -hmm. So he had these Polaroids of the models that, to the best of my knowledge, uh, have never been seen before. Wow. So, and he just brought them in. So that was one thing. Yeah, another guy, Bud, uh, Bud Budiansky, do you know that name? The name sounds familiar. He's the guy who, uh, he was like the 22-year-old kid at Marvel that they were like, uh, hey, dude, nobody wants to work on this stupid transforming robot toy, uh -huh. so you got to do it. You're the new kid. <laughs> and... He came in, so he's the guy who came up with the names and characters and wrote, I think, the first 120 Transformer comics. Wow. And he came in, we shot with him in Manhattan. He came in, and uh, he had this big pile of stuff in his hands that, again, didn't really pay attention to it, and we're interviewing him. And uh, he's got this pile in his hands, and then at one point he's like, yeah, you know, like, uh, then I had to come up with Starscream, and... I came up with the name like this, and then I came up with his character, and then he starts going through the pile of papers, and then he pulls out a piece of paper, and he goes, oh, here's Starscream. Mm. And he literally had brought with him, like, the legal pad from 35 years ago, <laughs> where he came up with all the characters. Wow. So it was people like him... You know, we interviewed Michael Bay, we interviewed Todd McFarlane, and don't get me wrong, that was awesome. But those guys have done a lot of interviews. Yeah. Like, seeing the guy who created Optimus Prime's character, uh, and then having him have the legal pad <laughs> with all the, the notes, that was, I mean, I literally, I teared up. Yeah. It was crazy. Oh, yeah, you're giving me goosebumps right now just talking about it. Wow. Man, not to sound weird, but I, I just gave myself goosebumps. <laughs> it, 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 it was such a magical moment that I, that I haven't thought about in a while. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. I really, I really cannot wait to see all that. Um, I saw that you, you just recently interviewed Dolph Lundgren as well. We did. Oh my God, that was the greatest thing ever. Yeah. He, super smart guy, really, really, really funny. Like, really funny. Like, <laughs> nice. The guy who created He-Man, you know, one of his things is he's like, the movie was terrible. Uh, like, even, he didn't even, he's like, Dolph Lundgren, he didn't even know his name. He's like, that guy, they had to paint muscles on him. He wasn't big enough. So we said to Dolph Lundgren, we're like, hey, man, um, we've been told they had to paint your muscles on. And he was like, what are you talking about? Look at the movie. Yeah. Said, you either have muscles or you don't. And he was just, he was so funny. Yeah, he was great. He was wonderful. Sweet, man. Really cannot wait. So it comes out the 22nd, and uh, hopefully we get a season two from you guys. It, uh, it would be the greatest thing. This show is the greatest thing that's happened to me in my career, uh, and the only thing in the world that could beat it was being able to get, to be able to make more. Yep. So yep. You, you are preaching to the choir. <laughs> Thanks for listening to that Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks.